you have downloaded the podcast edition of the community-wide Easter Sunrise Service in Henderson, Kentucky. The service was held at the Community Baptist Church on March the 23rd of 2008. The speaker for this morning's service is Reverend Mary Rye, the chaplain of Methodist Hospital here in Henderson, Kentucky. We hope you enjoy this podcast service.
Good morning. We welcome you here. Jake, I didn't know your fingers could work that well this early in the morning. Thank you for that. We welcome you here this morning. We're uh, glad you're here. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter. Uh, it is early in the morning, and if you are like me, you have already had a resurrection experience today because me getting up this early in the morning is like waking the dead. Um, but uh, Christ... Uh, Christ got up for us, and so we have gotten up for Christ this morning, and uh, we are here to worship the Lord, and we are glad that you are here to worship the Lord with us. Join me in our Easter litany this morning, printed in your bulletin, a responsive reading. There was darkness over the earth before creation. The seed grows in darkness before it meets the light. There is darkness in the tomb resurrection. But we gather here in this garden in the growing light of a new day, for we are Easter people. Our mourning gives way to dancing. We gather in hope, for we know the darkness of the night and of death has ended. The dawn has come. A new day has commenced. The world is born anew. We greet the light of God's new day in thankful celebration. Christ our Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Thanks be to God. Amen. Join me in our singing of our first hymn today, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. It's number 159 in your hymnal. Would you stand?
scripture reading today is from the Gospel of John. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one, because he was afraid of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him remove the body of Christ. Pilate gave permission, so they came and took it away. Nicodemus came as well, the same one who had first come to Jesus at nighttime, and he brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices following the Jewish burial custom. At the place where he had been crucified, there was a garden, and in this garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet been buried. Since it was a Jewish day of preparation and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. It was very early on the first day of the week and still dark when Mary of Magdala came to the tomb. She saw that the stone had been moved away from the tomb and came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, she said, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter set out with the other disciples to go to the tomb. They ran together, but the other disciple, running faster than Peter, reached the tomb first. He bent down and saw the linen cloths lying on the ground, but did not go in. Simon Peter, following him, also came up, went into the tomb, and saw the linen cloths on the ground, and also the cloth that had been over his head. This was not with the linen cloths, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first, also went in. He saw, and he believed. If you could bow your heads and join me in prayer. We pray this day that our loving God, who died and rose again for each of us gathered here today, will lead us to move away from the empty tomb to roll away the stones, our stones, that are keeping us from reaching out to others and to truly live in the light of Christ. We are so very blessed here today, bathed in the warmth of God's providence. With such blessings, we are called forth to love and care for those in our community, for those that touch our lives and for those that we can and must reach out to, so that with God's help, we can help others to roll away the stones that keep them entombed. We pray that the glory and promise of this Easter morning be not just within this celebration, but that it will be lived out in all our days to those we meet in little and in large ways, for both the glory of this world and the kingdom to come.
Amen. Jesus was dead, and they were working against the clock. According to Jewish burial customs, when somebody was convicted of a crime punishable by death and executed by hanging on a tree, his corpse was not to remain there all night on the tree. He was to be buried that same day. Besides, the next day was the Sabbath. They had to do something. The Romans, on the other hand, were not so picky. They routinely refused to allow a decent burial to those who had been crucified, only adding to the shame. It was more common for the Romans just to leave the bodies out for the vultures. So Joseph of Arimathea, a wealthy and influential member of the Jewish Sanhedrin, went to Pilate and requested that he make an exception and allow him to take Jesus' body for a Jewish burial. Joseph was not openly known for his allegiance to Jesus, but this wasn't a time for secrecy or fear. Jesus was dead, and Joseph had the ability to at least provide him with a decent burial. Given the charges against Jesus, Pilate should have said no, but instead he granted Joseph's petition and released the body to him. As Joseph was removing Jesus' body from the cross, Nicodemus, another Sanhedrin leader and secret believer himself, also came bringing myrrh, aloes, and linen cloth, typical embalming items. This wasn't the time to do the, there wasn't time to do the traditional burial preparation before sundown. Customarily, they would have washed the body, anointed it with oil, wrapped the cloth in spice-laden, wrapped the body in spice-laden cloth, and then clothed it. They took Jesus' body to a nearby tomb that had happened to be brand new. Joseph and Nicodemus wanted to make sure that Jesus' body didn't deteriorate too badly until after the Sabbath, when they could return and finish preparing Jesus' body for its permanent entombment. Scriptures tell us that Nicodemus brought a hundred pounds of mixture of myrrh and aloes. For us, in our present-day measurement, that would be about 60 to 75 pounds of embalming mixture sprinkling the spices within the linen for wrapping and using what was left to surround Jesus' body would hopefully offset the stench of death. Leaving a body for more than 48 hours without any treatment would certainly mean rapid decompensation. Trying to return to fulfill the proper burial customs at that point would have been impossible if for no other reason that the certain stench of decaying flesh would be overwhelming. So Joseph and Nicodemus laid Jesus' body in the tomb, spread a thick layer of myrrh and aloes, covering Jesus' head to toe, and wrapping and wrapped his body in linen cloth. The spices smelled sweet. 
much like the jar of perfume the, the woman had poured over Jesus' head the week before. Despite the ridicule and cruel treatment she suffered, she displayed her love for Jesus. However, late in coming, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had now openly displayed their discipleship and love for their Lord. They, take, they took great pains to ensure that Jesus' body was well cared for until after the Sabbath, when the embalming process could be finished properly. They left Jesus' lifeless body in a tomb, then rolled a large stone in front of the entrance to keep him safe until they could return. The morning after the Sabbath, when once again the embalming process could be legally completed, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb, only to discover the stone, that safety precaution, had been moved. Not knowing what else to do, she ran to tell Peter and another disciple. The three went running back to the tomb to find that not only had the safety stone been moved, but Jesus' body was gone as well. The tomb of their Lord was empty. The linens that had been prepared with embalming spices and wrapped around Jesus' body were scattered. The cloth that had been placed on Jesus' head was rolled up by a place by, in a place by itself. The, the burial cloth was there. The sweet smell of death spices still lingered. All the evidence that somebody had been buried, except for one rather blatant piece of the puzzle, the body. Jesus himself was not there. They stood there in an empty tomb, staring at empty burial cloths, smelling only embalming spices. And they remembered. Remembered that he had told them he would be handed over to sinners, that he would be crucified, that on the third day he would rise again. They remembered. And they ran to tell. Like Mary Magdalene and the other disciples that Easter morning long ago, we stand holding the bonding, the bindings of burial cloth that smell of death spices. God pulled Jesus, but ours is not the smell of death. God pulled Jesus from the very thing we thought would bind him forever, death. So this morning, go to the tomb. Hold the burial cloth. But the smell? This is not the smell of death. This is the smell of resurrection. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, for he is risen. This is resurrection day, for Christ has risen. He is risen indeed. Thanks be to God.
as you go from this place this morning, take the cloth, the, the embalming cloth, smelling of myrrh and aloes, and know that this is the smell of resurrection. Why do you look for the living among the dead? For he is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Oh, my God.